Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, I am Jay Bird Wells, and you are watching Tea Time with PJ Gangsta. We have Anne Marie. Did I say it right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I go. I go by Anna Marie. Anne Marie doesn't matter. Anna Marie. Yeah. Anna Marie. Uh, everybody knows who I am, but nobody knows who you are. Can you say who, what do you do? So um, my name is Anne Marie Sheridan, and I go by Anna Marie sometimes just because I lived abroad for so long, and people couldn't really pronounce my name. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. But um, I'm the founder of Percent Compatibility, and I specialize in improving dating relationships and society. So is that like male and female, or what, what do you do um, every currently I'm Currently, I'm focused on helping uh, the straight community, you know, just because there's such a need for it um, with men and, fema- uh, men and women. Uh, but eventually, it will branch off into other sections. So how long, yes. How, how long have you been doing this? So I started my company about a year ago. So it's pretty, it's pretty fresh. Um, I'm very ambitious. I have a YouTube channel. Um, I have more than 70 videos of relationship coaching, uh, videos. I have, um, I did a couple social events. Um, I wanted to do more, but then the kind of pandemic hit and, you know, soon after the holidays and it was just chaos. So that's been a little bit, uh, on hold there. Um, and also I, um, I have a GoFundMe page that has a creative dating app, which I'm hoping to get, uh, hire people very, very soon. So let me get this straight. You help people with just your videos or do people contact you do you have a website do do you make appointments uh, with people uh-huh i have i have a following so you can follow me on facebook instagram uh youtube um i currently don't offer consulting right now but i offer a youtube channel which is basically kind of coaching and i do encourage people to reach out to me through email uh, percent compatibility at gmail.com if they want to have some individualized coaching i have offered a few people some uh, personal analysis of why they're struggling with dating so my perspective a lot comes from the single perspective so the trigger of the inspiration of my company was facing the heartbreaking reality that being with a partner for eight years was not the right fit um i'm considered a late bloomer i didn't really start dating until i was 21 because uh, focused on school um, and then um, my first serious relationship really wasn't until I was like 24, 25 um, and then um, I've dated many relationships enough and then the 8 year relationship didn't work out so my perspective a lot of my videos comes from a perspective that sometimes you can do all the right things, get all the advice that you know dating experts quote unquote say, uh, but you still haven't found the one for you. And finding love is incredibly difficult in this day and age. It's very, very hard. I've met a lot of people uh, that struggle finding love. Um, you know, my ultimate goal is to help reduce the loneliness statistics 
nearly 50% of the population uh, in America is only over the age of 18. Um, and uh, it's very uh, serious, and there's lots of dynamics to loneliness, anywhere from romance to just feeling lonely because you're in a dysfunctional family, uh, feeling lonely because you were cheated on or divorced or un even unhappily married. You go feel lonely in that way. So pursuit compatibility is working on projects like that, especially a lot. Um, the World Happiness Index also ranks in America's ranked number 19 in the World Happiness Index which means that we are not number one and we're not doing a very good job as a society. Um, and, and that all, all of that spirals down to relationships. Um, also, my YouTube channel in many ways is to basically spark a new perspective. So my brand is I'm your genie, but within reason. So basically, uh, when you watch genie? my videos, it, sorry? Is, you said I'm your genie? But within reason. But within reason. Yeah, 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 so yeah, <laughs> so I'm always like telling people it's nothing unreasonable. It's always with reason, within reason. So, um, you know, what I do with my videos is I provide life experience perspective. So, uh, what a lot of uh, these dating quote unquote, I don't believe in experts. I believe in specialists because I think that expert sounds a little bit hoity-toity to me. Um, specialists are more of like. Things are constantly changing. Things are uh, moving. Things are improving, and things come in different angles. So, I believe that we can so, still learn. Yes, yeah, I believe that you can still learn. I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's anything such as an expert because things are always changing. Like health, things in the health news are always changing, and there's new news there, right? So, what we think was good for us ten years ago may not be good for us now, right? So that's like kind of my area and also based on that. So with my videos, I often provide enlightenment. So a lot of people look to me as a therapist and it's funny because I have a client that says, you're my therapist. I'm like, no, I'm not, <laughs> please don't put me in that position. Um, but I always tell people like I'm the genie and my job is to provide a trigger of a wake up call to provide life experience perspective. Uh, through stories, through conversations, uh, through my life experience. I don't go into too many specifics with my exes because I respect my exes, but it's real life experience. I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to sugarcoat things with you saying things like, uh, oh, this is the best dating advice you ever need. No, they're, you know, being single is very tricky. I have a best friend of mine that just coincidentally, bad luck has never had a boyfriend and she's 36. Wow. And so, and she's an amazing woman. I have a friend of mine that is in her late 40s and 50s. Amazing woman. And she genuinely has had bad luck. So sometimes I get really sick of hearing all the lame advice. Uh, it's They're trying to be helpful, but you're really not. Uh, especially to those of us that, uh, you know, just because people are married and have good luck, that doesn't mean it's good luck for the rest of us. That's true. I mean, um, uh, I always say that my my uh, the creator was my husband and my matchmaker because of of some of the circumstances. And we sat down and we talked about where we wanted to be in ten years, how we wanted to to raise kids. If we didn't have kids, you know, we talked politics, religion, you know, right. everything that would tear up a family. Right. And then after that, it was like, okay, we can date. Right. Uh, and you're still, you're still married now? Yes. 
Okay. So yeah, I mean, everyone's, everyone's case is so individual, right? So, I mean, some people start off as friends. Some people, uh, thought that that was the one, you know, uh, we are not psychologically developed until the age of 25. And if people don't believe me, they can Google this themselves. But a lot of what we do, uh, in America, especially in America, I, I can't speak for other countries that we a big social problem that we have is not dating until the one which I think is a really naive bad idea and I'll tell you why uh, I, like some people genuinely just get lucky and they get lucky and they genuinely find their soulmate and power to you but for example Kelly Clarkson for example uh, I actually think she's a cool person so this is no way in judgment of her at all but I think, I don't know specifically her full dating history, but based on what I know about her, it sounds like she just dated and then she found the one, but then she ended up getting divorced. So, and America has a high divorce rate. Why? Because people date extremely naively. To assume that your first boyfriend or girlfriend is going to be the one for you is extremely naive. Uh, a lot of people rush into relationships, uh, especially nowadays with millennials and younger generations especially, we have a massive social problem of instant gratification. And instant gratification is uh, affecting everything from social skills to incredibly dating. A lot of people want that instant lust. I want that instant lust. I want that instant uh, gratification to find the one, right? So I'm not going to date, like I'm not going to get into relationships until I find the one, but then you end up getting divorced 10 years later and then you're heartbroken and you have such, or, or a bad breakup. And uh, what happens a lot in our society with my life experience to so many people I talk to is that it just breaks my heart. You know, like I've met people that were cheated on and it just, and they completely thought it was the one they're majorly in love. And, and then they're completely heartbroken and they are so damaged where for them to think of starting over is horrendous. And, and it's sad because you can't allow those bad eggs to ruin it for everybody, right? And that's where my job comes in is to provide a resource um, with offering my creative da- dating app and my YouTube channel is to provide people some hope. I want to bring forth excitement to dating. Dating is a hassle. You know, from my personal perspective, starting over sucks. I am not going to sugarcoat it with people. Um, I'm really sick of hearing the lame advice of, oh, you know what, Anna Marie, you never know. I'm like, okay, I've been there. I've done that. Please, I I don't need to hear any more, you know, advice. I appreciate people trying to be helpful, but it's not easy being single. Uh, It's not easy to find the love of your life when you're ready for the real deal and you're not looking to play any games. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a nice girl. I'm a great woman. Uh, I deserve a guy that's going to take off the little boy pants and put on the big man pants, <laughs> you know, and be my match. That's what I deserve. I don't deserve someone to play games with me. Um, and unfortunately in this day and age, we have a lot of that in millennials. Uh, I think in some, aspects, sorry. Oh, there's just the idea of, of, you know, just throwing, you know, you, you don't fix electronics anymore, and therefore you don't fix relationships anymore. You just say, oh, I'll just throw it away and get a new one. 
Well, there, right. There's that mentality of that. Um, there's also the mentality of uh, rushing into things. You know, I always say in my videos, uh, and I do it with a. I recently had a friend of mine that's joining in as a guest with me lots, and he's been divorced twice. And his third marriage is very happy. He's very happy. So, and we both talk about our own our own life experience, and we joke, we've been through it all, and it can't be this. So there. <laughs> but but everyone has their own life experience of the struggles they've gone through, you know. But yeah. but the thing about it is, um, is that a lot of things nowadays is I think we just need to be smarter about our dating skills. You know, I would not be surprised, to be honest with you, if the love of my life was being with the wrong woman right now. I would not be surprised because of instant gratification. You know, uh, as soon as people uh, get out of a tough relationship, they're, you know, their heart hurts, they're devastated, but then they get excited when someone gives you an ego boost and like, oh, someone likes me, so I'm going to jump right in, you know? But then five months down the road, you find out, oh, my God, this loss was a whole illusion. You know, this person doesn't really care about me. They don't really love me. They're just using me for my body, you know, and things like that. And it happens to guys a lot. I think that I argue that sometimes men are more vulnerable to making mistakes uh, because genetically, biologically, you men do have do have a higher sex drive. So uh, when you get an ego boost, sorry, unless they've had soy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, but like they, they do get an ego boost from a woman that hits their fancy, that jumps all over them and drools all over them. But again, um, I tell guys. So I posted a video on on YouTube called "How Men Can Make the First Move," and I made it very positive. And I told, because I'm a sucker for helping you men out because I have big brothers and I have guy friends and they all complain about how, you know, Marie, it's hard to make a move in this day and age with the whole Me Too movement. Some women get very defensive, you know, and, and things like that. It's tough. It's really tough. And I tell guy, my guy friends, I mean, I get it. As a woman, we do, do have to be careful, obviously, because it's perverts, you know, but there's also, we shouldn't suck, we shouldn't punish great guys because you know, like the bad men ruined it for us. That's not really fair, you know, and same vice versa. But I tell guys, um, but yeah, when I posted my video of how to make the first move, I encourage guys to be, you know, gentle and assertive. Uh, don't rush into things so much. And you have to be careful with that high sex rate because if you're, you're so lustful and you get so excited with the ego boost that you want to jump the gun so quickly, that you could rush into that dating process and rush into relationships. That makes sense. Absolutely. I'm, I'm down with you. Yeah. 100%. We yeah. got some great advice and, and remind me again, how can we find your YouTube channel? Yeah. Uh, please type in and YouTube person compatibility. Um, but yeah, I encourage a lot of people and please do subscribe because it helps me out a lot. Um, but I do encourage to people, if you look up my videos, I made a video called why it's important to date. And I'll tell you, like 
with this regarding, you know, we have a high divorce rate for a reason. Like I said, a lot of people don't know what they want. Uh, they don't know what they need. They don't know what's good for them. And especially someone from a starting over perspective, it sometimes gets tiring. Not that I don't appreciate the flattery or, you know, I'm not trying to be insensitive to the guides that I like just in general. Uh, but sometimes I get annoyed with men because they just say things like I'm attracted to you. And I'm like, well, that's, that's great. That's really flattering. That's really sweet. Do you find me attractive? What else? Um, because here's the thing. I'm looking for the real deal. So if that's all you have to say to a woman, especially a nice girl, uh, it gets, it gets old. The line starts to get a little bit boring. So I encourage men to, you know, like be more, um, you know, it's okay to flatter what they look like. That's fine. Attraction is important. But remember, the true colors show when you live together. You know, uh, a lot of this is dating skills. Um, when you, if you want to get into a relationship, uh, I recommend people starting off with a short-term lease. Start off with two, three months. You might find out shocked to your core that you are not compatible at all. <laughs> and, and then you end up fighting over things and you're like, what was I thinking? And then you're stuck. And then you end up dragging out the relationship longer. And then that's hurting you in the long term view because you could have been with the love of your life five months earlier, possibly. Yeah. Uh, when you're with the wrong woman or the wrong man, when you dragged out that relationship longer. See what I'm saying? We have a lot of naivety and it's no one's fault. It's not your fault. It's not my fault. It's just, it's just the lack of proper guidance in my perspective i get like i said some people are just genuinely lucky and they are and i give them a lot of credit but there's those of us that struggle have struggled and in this day and age it's incredibly difficult i've met so many wonderful people that just honest god have bad luck and they then they talk to me and then they're like oh i feel like hopeful i feel like anna is looking out for me i feel like i can find the love of my life even when i'm 50 and when i'm 60 i'm like yes you can dang it and i'm gonna help you <laughs> well, a lot of the times people don't realize that if, if you're not happy being yourself and single, you're not going to be happy with somebody else. So you got to be happy with yourself first. Right. Well, there's right. There's that. But there's on the other spectrum. There's also where like me, like I said, I have in my video of white support today. I told people, you know what, guys, I have done all the advice. You're looking at a girl that has. You know, the man that catches me is going to be lucky, lucky man, because I have literally done every advice, looked up all the advice, and it just goes to show that you can do all the advice in the world, do all the research, and you still can't find the one. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. It feels really heartbreaking. Um, and I feel a lot of people's pain. It's a bit, loneliness is a very serious issue. And a lot of things that we have in our society is denying that we need a man or need a woman. Why is it wrong for me to admit that I need a partner or need a man in my life? Why is that wrong? Just because um, you say that you need a man or need a woman doesn't mean that you're needy. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. Like, you know, and, um, and I'm a very independent person and I enjoy my alone time for sure. Um, if I don't get my alone time, I go absolutely in insane. Uh, yeah. but I have no problem admitting, yes, I need a man in my life, but I'm not willing to go out with any man. I don't want just any guy. And I always tell people, lots of people are marriage material. They really are. 
uh, I'm very fortunate to have a very good friendship with my ex. You know, just because we didn't work out after years doesn't mean he does not deserve to find the love of his life. He is a great person. And what's heartbreaking about my story is that it's a lot harder to start over when you know that your ex is a good person. And, uh, and, uh, and it's, it's heartbreaking because you realize that he, he is marriage material, but he's not the right marriage material for me. Yeah, exactly. He's not the right marriage material for him. And so, and that happens a lot. And there, again, like I said, there's a reason why we have a high divorce rate. It, people are naive. You know, they think, okay, I found someone that's marriage material, so this is going to be it. No, <laughs> there's lots of people that are marriage material. That doesn't mean that they're right fit for you. It's easy for me to find a boyfriend. If I want to find a boyfriend, it's so easy. I could seriously walk down the street and probably pick up a guy right now. You know, <laughs> uh, now it's easy for my husband. I've had guys, you know, I, and I get a lot of admirers with my job because they really admire what I'm doing because I'm real with people. I don't sugarcoat, you know, I bring real life experience and like I always, I give advice and perspective, but I always tell people life experience is the greatest teacher. So like you could be looking at 70 of my videos and still be making the same mistake, you know, and my goal is to try to bring forth perspective to ignite social change, but it's up to people to change. If you're dating the wrong woman, if you continue to be dating the wrong woman and getting in the wrong relationships, that's not my fault. That's your fault. Uh, maybe you're not listening to the genie. <laughs> so, not my fault. I didn't do it. <laughs> you know, and I, and I, you know, one of my, and, sorry, what did you say? Um, I'm sorry to wrap it up, but we got to get ready for the next guest. Oh, okay. uh, but um, I would love to visit with you again, if that's possible. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, yeah, I'd love to do more dating issues because uh, you know, current dating issues is, is incredibly, uh, it's very serious. It's very, a lot of people don't realize, especially people that are married in solid relationships because you guys are happy. So how do you know? You don't, you have no idea how difficult it is now, you know? And two of my, two of my best yeah. friends are married and they're always telling me, well, Marie, what advice do I have? We've been married for like 10 years or whatever. So I don't, I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> well, give, give a shout out to your website or your, your YouTube again. Oh uh, yeah, please do. Um, well, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but it's just my understanding was we had thirty minutes. Um. It's oh yeah, we're been, we're it's been like thirty minutes. It's been almost because we're we're up to the almost to the top of the hour. So go ahead and really? you guys go ahead and go all the way to the top of the hour. You know that's fine. Uh, Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I was just, like, thinking, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you can go to you, my YouTube channel and type in Pursuing Compatibility, and you can click subscribe. That would help me out a lot. Um, you can check out my GoFundMe page. Uh, you just search in Creative Dating App on uh, the GoFundMe website. You can find me on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook and, like, my Facebook page. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm the founder, Anne-Marie Sheridan, up there. I'm on there. Uh, seriously, if you Google percent compatibility, I'm everywhere. <laughs> uh, real quick, um, what would you have advice for, for married couples? Um, okay, I have a good one for you. So a big issue I've noticed uh, it with married couples is that people, remember it takes two to tango. I just watched, uh, I'm very proactive on social media, and I'll give you a perfect example. Um a woman posted something on Instagram saying something like how 
uh, no matter what day or time it is, always compliment your wife. Um, and you know what I said is I said, yes, you should compliment your wife, but here's the thing. Women also need to woman up and take responsibility and maintain their sexy for their hubby because it takes two to tango. Uh, you know, I think a lot of times what we have in our society with couples is that, um, we cater to each other, but we're not compromising. We're failing at relationships. Why? Because we lack in compromise. Uh, you know, a lot of people stay stuck in married, unhappily married couples. You know, the genie knows the truth. You can't lie to the genie. A lot of people fake it. A lot of people fake it. Uh, you know, they stay married, but they're unhappily married, uh, which is, I believe, one of the causes of why we're lo so lonely in the first place. Uh, but people don't take responsibility. Uh, men need to put on the big man pants and take responsibility of their emotions and manage their emotions. And women need to do just the same because women, as women, we are biologically wired to be more emotional in, in some ways, on some aspects due to our hormones fluctuate. So I would say to, for, to married couples to just be mindful of that. And you can't just, you know, just because you get married doesn't mean the work stops. Uh, that's called naivety. You know, uh, you don't just suck it up and stay together. You should try to constantly take responsibility by avoiding and just staying stuck doesn't solve anything. Uh, we have to woman up and man up and take responsibility, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. But that's, yeah, I, I get it totally. Yeah, I mean, I was with someone for eight years, so even though I'm single, there's a reason why we stayed together for eight years, and there's a reason, obviously, why we grew apart, and there's a lack of compatibility, so I, I know stuff. <laughs> I, this will be, I guess this will be my 20th year of being married, so. Okay, well, congratulations. You know, how'd, you, how'd you meet your hubby? Um, how did I meet him? Um, I met him when I was younger had a crush on him and then I met him when I was older and he he didn't know who I was and went after he found out who I was then then we were okay to date <laughs> and how old were you when you met him when you were older when I was older I was been uh it was after a bad marriage and uh I would have been uh 19 20 21 oh okay 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 oh yeah that's really young you're young. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I always encourage people. I mean, I look 21, but I'm not yeah. 21. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, well, I mean, that's why I encourage people to wait till after the age of 25 before they fully commit. Like I said, some people are just genuinely lucky. My brother my brother did, met his soulmate in like 23, 22, so I always tell people, seriously, some people are just genuinely lucky to find their person earlier, and it just all works out. And some, you know, but she's a smart woman. She's a therapist, so they didn't commit till they're 30. So. Well, everybody you've been watching jaybird wells and we've been live with uh anna marie don't forget to go to her youtube page um don't forget to go... uh -huh. i'm sorry what did you say it's a uh, pursuing compatibility sounds the way it spells <laughs> personal compatibility very good um in uh, wichita kansas go shopping at uh, nap weaponry and owls old bookstore don't forget in pratt kansas I am Jay Bird Wells, and you're watching Tea Time with PJ Gangsta. I'm your hostess. And I am talking with Debbie, is that correct? Uh, Deborah Debbie. Deborah Debbie. Yes. And you're a musician? I am. How long have you been a musician? Um, it's going on 10 years now. 
how can people find you online so they can look you up while we're talking? Sure. Um, well, I have a brand new record out, a new EP called A Zillion Stars Overhead. And that's on any Apple Music or anywhere you want to look. So you look for Deborah Devi, D-E-V-I, A Zillion Stars Overhead. And then my website is D-E-B-R-A-D-E-V-I.com, DebraDevi.com. And you play the guitar? Yeah, I play guitar and sing. have a rock band. A rock band. So is there more than just you and the band? Yeah, yeah. I have a bass player, drummer, and keyboard player. And are you separated from them for, because of this COVID? Yeah, I am right now, which is hard. Um, I have been doing live streaming once a week. And um, more recently, my keyboard player has been here for the live stream. Um, he's had a negative COVID test. And we use masks and kind of keep some separation. And it's been really fun to have him here jamming. How do you sing with the mask on? I take the mask off when I sing. So I'm standing, um, away, it's like seven feet from him. And so he's behind me and then I'm singing. So I'm anything I'm projecting is going that direction. <laughs> and he has a mask on. So we've been doing, we've been doing it for, I think we've done three now, three weeks in a row and so far so good, but we are planning a full band live stream, um, for July in this huge space in Hoboken, New Jersey. Um, called the cyclorama so that's that's coming up so you got this new single this new album out are you doing anything else besides the live stream and the and the album um well it's a new ep and um it's we've just been promoting it remotely like this like doing radio interviews and you know, doing just doing press, getting it out on Spotify. It's been added to a bunch of Spotify playlists. Um, really psyched to have it being played on KJAG. Thank you, guys. Um, you know, just doing whatever we can to promote it remotely. Did you do some shows before the quarantine? Yeah. Um, in fact, we were doing a monthly uh, a monthly residency here in Jersey City called Deborah Devi and Friends that was really getting getting heated up and unfortunately we had to cancel it. Um, we had a bunch of festivals booked for the summer that have all been canceled. So, um, you know, we're in the same boat as every other artist. And you're passing your time with writing new songs? Yeah, I am passing my time with writing new songs. I've got three new ones so far and because um, I'm kind of working on my next record so I figured this is a good time to write it. Um, and I'm working on my guitar playing a lot, too. I'm studying on the guitar at night and, you know, kind of using the downtime to get a chance to do stuff I don't always have time to do. Well, authors will sit there and listen to books or read books just to, to kind of regroup. Do you also listen to some music to, to try to regroup? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, I've been I've been listening to a lot of the stuff that I'm learning to play. So I've been, you know, I've had requests with the live stream to play Soul Shine by Government Mule, for example. So I've been learning, you know, I learned Soul Shine and now I'm going in and I'm like stealing all Warren Haynes guitar parts on Soul Shine. Because um, I don't know if, if uh, you know, but the bass player for Government Mule is on my new record. Oh, um, wow. 
Yeah, yeah. His name is Jorgen Carlson, and he's a phenomenal bass player. So um, I feel kind of drawn to some of that material. And then I just learned um, A Change is Going to Come by Sam Cooke because somebody wanted to hear that as part as part of the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Um, so I've kind of been digging into, like, some Tadeshi trucks and Government Mule and some of that stuff and, like, learning learning some songs as I listen. We're... How long have you been doing this, and, and when did your band get together, and what year? Um, I think we got together, I guess, about uh, four or five years ago. Yeah. You guys been doing it since? Yeah. Yeah. Playing on the East Coast, you know, up and down the East Coast. And, you know, we were hoping to start going down to, like, Memphis and Nashville and stuff like that. But, again, that's uh, going to have to wait for a little while. Well, different bands keep different reasons for sticking together. What what has kept you guys tight together? That's a good question. Um, you know, I think we really like each other. And I have to honestly say that I'm playing with really super talented people who also happen to be super nice. And that's kind of a rare combination. You know, you've def I've definitely, in my years as a musician, run into like extremely talented people who are terrible people. Um, or extremely nice people who didn't play that great. So to have this combination of like really nice guys in my band who are also killer players, um, I think that we just enjoy our, each other's company, whether we're on a drive to a show or, you know, there's no bad vibe of any kind. And I think that helps. That, that does help, especially if you have a, a commitment. You guys all... Like, like when you get married, you'll, you'll go through and say where you want to be in 10 years, how, how to do things. Did you yeah. guys sit down with some kind of a game plan? Oh, that's a, no, we never have done that. And maybe we should. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. Cause it is like being married to like four other people or three other people sometimes, you know, um, in this you band, mean, you guys I'm, have arguments and fight. <laughs> no, not too much. Um, but you know, the thing kind of, I mean, if we ever do, it usually gets worked out by, by performing. I think that's like the version of having sex for like, yeah. bands. as long as that's good, like you can get yeah, through everything yeah. else. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm going to tell you know what I, I'm talking about. I do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a, a marriage can get through a lot if that's, if that's good, you know, and it's almost like uh, music is is um, I hate to say sex for the soul, but <laughs> it's, oh, uh, God, I love that. It's music definitely is sex for the soul. That's I, so great. I didn't want to use that word. It's it's the uh, was the intimacy for the soul. There we go. Yeah, intimacy for the soul. Not as catchy as sex for the soul. That's good. I <laughs> just feel that. Um, yeah, I think that you know making music is such a is an intimate experience. You know because you're I mean you're responding to the other person. You have to be attuned to their their. I mean honestly, when I watch video playbacks of our live performances, you know I'm in front because I'm the singer and the guitar player, but I'm amazed at all the inner communication that I see going on during a show. Everybody's looking at each other. They're looking at me and I can just move like a muscle and like my drummer responds or, you know, we're very, we're very tuned in to each other. It's telepathy. 
Yeah, it is. It's um, but it's that concentration, you know, on on each other, makes a difference. I think. Do you have major major groupie fans? <laughs> we have some pretty pretty. Uh, well, it's sort of funny. Um, our our biggest fans have started calling themselves Debians. Debians. Like my name Debbie. They're like Debians or Davians. So I find that really adorable. Um, so they're the Davians. Um, Seems and- to be the the millennial clique of of making armies from the bands or whatever. Yeah, I guess like with Lady Gaga and her little monsters, or um, yeah, and I like that because they can connect with each other and. It's been amazing doing the live streams because we've had people coming in from all over the world um, for the live streams. Scotland, Tasmania, you wow. know, Tasmania, yeah. Tasmania. Well, we have a, we have one fan in, that I know of in Tasmania. Yes. Um, so the live streams have been a great reason for people to gather from all over, and I think that you know they've been very therapeutic for me because just getting to perform and to connect. Um, but what I'm hearing from people who come back every week that it's very therapeutic for them too to, you know, have a routine, have something that they know they're looking forward to. So they love the live streams from the artists also. You know. Yeah, I have a few Facebook accounts, and there's people that'll say that musicians and artists and authors are not essential, but they are because they're essential for our soul to keep us going. Yeah, and that's become more true. I mean, it's kind of been nice to see how true that is because sometimes as a musician, and, you know, I'm also an author, um, you sometimes wonder if you're just this self-indulgent jerk, you know, (laughs) just like making your art. And in this scenario that we're all in right now, it's nice to realize people need and crave art, you know. We're not entirely useless human beings. (laughs) No, no. You yeah. are essential. Yeah. And, and not only that, but you're essential to feed your family. And if that's how you feed your family, then you should be able to work for it. Well, that's true, too. Yeah. And the live streams have been really helpful as a source of income. Definitely. During this this hard time, because I bet you most yeah. of the time when you did shows, that was your ma- major source of income. Yeah, shows, and, um, you know, I'm also a writer, and then we're always trying to license music to film and television and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, but, I mean, everybody is struggling right now, so we're right in there with everyone else trying to figure out how this works. So do you just write music, or do you have a book out? I do have a book out. Um, Here, I can show it to you guys. It has all my little post-its in it, though. Um, the language, yeah, the language of the blues, um, from Alco Rub to Zuzu, and it has a foreword by Dr. John. Um, and so this is my book. That's kind of a glossary of the words and blues songs and what they mean. Like if you want to look up, you know, what does Mojo really mean? Like what's it about? Hoodoo, um, can't speak. You know, there's a lot of cool pictures. Like here's Bonnie Raitt. Um, so yeah, this this book I talked to a lot of blues artists for this book to get their stories, um, as many older artists as I could find about like what was it like growing up in the Delta, what did Mojo mean when you were growing up, what was Voodoo about, you know, um, 
because I thought it was super important to get their input into the book. Yeah, because it seems like uh, the words keep changing. Like, it used to be where, like, I don't know, people would use bad for cool, and then it was sick. And and yeah. now, who knows what the word is now. Yeah. They're actually, the actually the word bad is in here. Um because it goes back, I'll tell you some, there's some wild history about the use of the word bad. If I can find it, I'll read a little bit of it to you. Um, where I put my reading glasses, there they go. I stole them. You stole them? <laughs> All right, I got it in here somewhere. Where is it? Oh, I thought it was in here. Well, I guess bad isn't in here, but it's, it's, in, it's in another... It doesn't have its own definition, but it's in another definition. But um, it actually is a, this from this West African um, usage of like the negative for a positive. Mm-hmm. So in a lot of West African languages, you'll see this thing, and it just came over with black people here and became like, hey, that's bad to mean that's good. And there's a lot of this stuff like that that we call they're called African retentions in American English. So you have words like banana. Yeah, these are all like from African languages. Um, Chigger, um, banjo is from the word banjar, and the ban it was originally an African instrument. So it's like there's a lot of cool history in here too that's kind of um, important that doesn't really get taught in schools, you know. Which it should, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, and I, I think it's so great that that's something people are saying now is that, like, we need more black history in our history classes. Yeah, we, we need need more history for everywhere. There's yeah. A lot of history being torn down right now that's not cool. Yeah. You talking about the Confederate stuff? Um, just anything to do with the, the history is being torn down. So, yeah. yeah. What so, do you think the solution for that? Well, for one thing, music. <laughs> yeah, music. Yeah, it does bring people together. Yeah, I, I have a, a dance playlist on my YouTube channel that I'll turn on a whole bunch of... I, I've got everything on there from um, Italian rap, um, Mongolian heavy metal. Oh, you wow. Know, I, I have a weird collection of songs that I dance to. I love that. I got is that on Spotify? No, it's it's on YouTube. Oh, on YouTube. Yeah, you gotta send me that. I'd love to subscribe. That sounds like I love to dance. That sounds like an incredible playlist. Oh, it's definitely different. I'm I mean I got Spanish rap on there and um I think there's even some Hebrew songs on there. Um I used to have some Swahili rap. So I, I definitely am into all kinds of weird music. Love it. That's great. There's you, some... you danced? Have you danced in your performances on the band, or is uh, that just you hide? Just for fun. Just, just for, fun. for fun? I mean, in my music videos, I dance around, you know, but it's nothing fancy. I've taken jazz dance classes for a long time, actually, and I love it. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, music and dancing, as the world gets smaller and we get more interconnected, you know, music is a great way for people to find that common ground that's really needed right now. Kind of like since you're watching Tea Time with PJ Gangsta. Yeah. <laughs> I said, 
and bring people together for you know for unity. I've I've got I've got a lot of liberals and conservatives that that come and 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 listen to me. So you know, it, it's just music is another one of those ways you sit down for a cup of tea and and just enjoy the things that you agree on. That's really well said. Yeah, and that's important. It's important to seek those things where there's places where there's agreement because right now it's like the disagreements are really pulling people apart. You know, and I think that's kind of a necessary growth, growing pain that we're going through as right now as a nation. But hopefully, you know, we can come out of it stronger and find those common ground. You know. That yeah. Be good. Definitely, a zit that's been pop, been trying to pop for a couple hundred years. Yeah, pretty much. That's a good way, <laughs> a great way of putting things. <laughs> Do you write? Are you a writer also? Yes, I'm. I'm an author. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. What have you I written? Wrote a, I wrote a song, but uh, I've performed it, but it's uh, it needs to be re-recorded. Yeah. But I, I have some I have some books out there, so I I understand you know some of the process that you went through to get your book out there, and, yeah. and some of the research that you had to do, and and you probably had to I don't know change some names and keep some names and right. Well, for my book, I I didn't really change any names, but um, because I the people I interviewed you know were all pretty famous blues musicians, um. So, but I worked my ass off. I mean, I remember at one point, I was doing like 16 hours a day on this book at one point, just, you know, but I, I felt very enlivened by it. And I learned so much, you know, um, like I really, I also really didn't understand the full impact of West African culture on American culture until I wrote this book. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, at one point there were more people coming from West Africa than from Europe to this country. And it was just fascinating to learn about that. And then just to talk to people who had grown up with segregation, because a, a lot of people, a lot of the artists I talked to were like 90 years old, in their 80s, in their 70s. Wow. Little, yeah, Little Milton Campbell, Hubert Sumlin, who was Helen Wolf's guitar player, um, Robert Jr. Lockwood, whose mother was Robert Johnson's girlfriend, and they had all lived together for seven years. So, you know, getting their stories, um, you know, it was, it was it was pretty fascinating. Yeah, almost like sitting down for a cup of tea and listening to history. Yeah, yeah, it was like that for real. Um, where, how would you tell somebody to start off in in doing what you do? Um, well, with music. Ah, uh, good question. Sorry. No, no, I'm just no. You're making me think. This is this is good. Um, so you know, as a as a as a female artist, I had a weird trajectory because you know I felt very drawn to the electric guitar when I was like 15, and I got up my nerve to ask my mother, and she was horrified. <laughs> she was like, "No, like that's so unladylike. Like that's not that's not appropriate for a girl." And um, I felt really sad about that, but so I didn't actually start playing till I was a senior in college. And yeah, and so I missed out on all that kind of early skill building stuff. So I guess I, but at the same time, I wound up with um, 
So I, I moved to New York with the guitar and I got in a band and I just started like learning by performing and playing. So it kind of enabled me to develop my own voice because I didn't have all the influence of learning everybody else's songs and, you know, learning tons of cover songs. So I guess for artists today, I would say, you know, do go and learn, but also make sure that you figure out what your own voice is on whatever instrument you're getting involved with because you you don't want to just mimic um in fact i have a really there's a really funny story in my book um if there are any stevie ray vaughn fans out there um you know i interviewed his brother jimmy vaughn and jimmy vaughn was telling me when he was growing up in texas he learned all bb king songs he learned like every bb king lick that he could play and he was like the best guy at playing bb king they started getting all the session work and he started meeting like more and more famous artists and it dawned on him, oh my God, what am I going to do if one day I'm asked to sit in with B.B. King or to record with B.B. King because I'm playing all his stuff, <laughs> you know? And that's when he said he changed his whole style and like tried to figure out like, what does Jimmy Vaughn sound, you know? Yeah. Because that can be a trap for musicians, I think. Oh, yes. I've seen that on America's Got Talent. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, it's it's been a blast talking with you. Can you uh, give a shout out for you, how do people can find you? Yes. Um, again, my name is Deborah, D-E-B-R-A, Debbie, D-E-V-I. Got a brand new record out called A Zillion Stars Overhead. So you can look that up on Spotify or Apple Music. And um, my website is DebraDevy.com, and I'm on Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff at, at DebraDevy. So this was such a great chat, Jay. Thank you. Well, um, you guys were watching Tea Time with PJ Gangsta. I'm Jay Bird Wells, your hostess. Don't forget to stop in Wichita at Knapp Weaponry and Al's Old Bookstore. And don't forget to go to Pratt, Kansas for... Um, Oh, in cahoots. It's a tiny, cute little coffee shop and a shout out for KJAG Radio and and the Sunday radio show. Well, thank you, Deborah. I, this is why you never do a show on a holiday that's on a Sunday. This is why you don't do it. And I'm I learned the lesson a few years ago at the Super Bowl where we did a Super Bowl show. And I had all these guests. I had all these people who were like, oh, dog, I got to come over, dog. I got to do the show, dog. I got to be in studio, dog. All these, all these rappers. And then the day of the show, one by one by one by one by one, sending me emails, sending me Facebook messages, sending me direct Twitter messages, calling me on the phone, texts on my cell phone. Oh, dog, I forgot, dog. Super Bowl, dog, I can't be there, dog. I'll get you next week, dog. So that's how that works. So we are going to go. <laughs> Oh, that's how that works. That's how that works. So we are going to go to our next guest uh, who is going to join us. Uh, some normalcy, finally. <laughs> We've got some... Oh, you can't turn the deal down. 
Okay, we've, we've got maybe some normalcy coming up here in just a few moments. After all the shenanigans that we've had to put up with today, being Father's Day, and all the and all the just the guests jumping ahead of themselves. I've had people jumping in line. I've had people darting out of line. I've had people going, oh, I don't think I want to do the interview now. Okay, well, that's good. What? You're on in three minutes. So, so I've, got, I've got all sorts of shenanigans going on today. However, uh, we, you know what is always strange about this show is that when I want normalcy, I'll go to the porn industry. So, we are... <laughs> we have got so, a what? This what got is Jay? why I can only see boobs and not a head. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I got a, a. Maybe you've got to adjust a camera or something. I don't know. I can't do anything on your <laughs> end on Skype. Uh, so you might have to adjust uh, on your end. But uh, on on the broadcast end and everything, uh, we have got a great guest. We are going to talk to here in just a few moments. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us on Facebook, you can do so. It's facebook.com slash the Jiggy Jaguar, and uh, you can also find us uh, each and every day over there at JiggyJaguar.com. That is the best spot to uh, say hello to us. But uh, we are going to go to our next guest. She is going to join us today here on the old Skip Skype, the old Skyperoonie, as they say. And uh, just so I don't butcher your name, I'm going to let you do your own introduction, my dear. So... uh, (laughs) Uh oh! Is she is she getting is, is she getting up to get a sign, uh, or is she gonna? Is she, Can you hear me? Yes, I've got you. I've got you. What's okay. up? Okay, Dahlia von Knight. Say, I would have butchered that. I can guarantee you, I would have butchered that. It would have been not that. <laughs> it's all good. Wouldn't be the first time. I get Dahlia a lot. Some people just call me D. It's all good. D. There you go. That's that. That's that. That's 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 how they. Uh, that's how they make up for it. They just refer to you as yep. D. That's great. Yeah. I'm I'm going to use that for now on. When I I'm just gonna I'm just gonna refer to the uh, first letter of whoever we're interviewing if I can't get their name right, <laughs> and uh, we'll just go that route. But uh, we have got a great guest with us today. We've also got Jay Bird Wells uh, with us on the program, and. Uh, you can find our guest on Twitter at D V O N K N I G H T X X X. And uh, she joins us today here on our big program. And uh, so it has been a uh, today has, has been a circus. And I'm so glad that we've got somebody on who is going to bring a little bit of normalcy to what we're doing today. Um, before we get That's started, what the hell does that balloon above you say? Baby girl. <laughs> okay. Cause I, I can't see that. I'm like, what in the world? She's got oh, she's yeah. got a balloon up there. I think that's great. <laughs> so uh <laughs> So I I guess another thing that I, I've gotta ask you is how do we find you on Instagram and Facebook, some some of these, uh, you know, all, all the different social media. How do we find you so people can can do as Jay has done on several occasions to many of the uh, the adult uh, <laughs> film stars we have on? How, how does she stalk you on social media? Yeah, you, you got my Twitter. Uh, I all my handles are different, so my Instagram is dv knight with a k, dv k n i g h t. 
Uh, I don't have a Facebook. And then um, let's see what else is there. Just the sites, I guess. OnlyFans slash Dahlia Von Knight, DahliaVonKnight.com, which is currently closed due to COVID. So find me on Twitter is your best bet. <laughs> there you go. So uh, how did you get started in the adult film business? How, how, how did this all start for you how, how, how did you get into the porn business because because you, yeah. you you look like such a nice individual and i would have oh, never shit. i would have Dude, never guessed you like for being in, in 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 the porn oh industry my god. oh my gosh um well i started out as a cam girl um on and off and i guess i just i wanted to be more well known i guess i wanted to be more hardcore so i Try to dive into hardcore porn, and here I am. Um, so I've been into sex work for about like five years total now, on and off. But um, my main focus is definitely hardcore films now. Hardcore. Okay, what is hardcore films? Well, compared to cam girl, you know, usually it's you know like amateur with your partner or by yourself. Um, you know live with people tipping for you to do things but hardcore i consider like porn scenes um directed planned um professional actors is what i consider hardcore awesome awesome wait i'm confused people on webcam actually just do themselves yeah when i did camming i didn't really have a partner maybe like five percent of the time i had a partner but i would just do solo stuff I did not know that. She is. See, we 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 are we are learning all sorts of things today. Jay, Jay is learning. <laughs> Jay is getting all sorts of education here today from our guest. Uh, so so this uh, now obviously, uh, obviously your 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 performer name is not your given name. How the hell did you come up with this name? Because I would have, I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm sitting here going, how the hell do I pronounce this? And yeah. that, that's <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really have like a crazy story behind it. Um, Dahlia is from the Black Dahlia. I don't know if you're familiar with oh, that yes. story. Elizabeth Short. Yes. Yeah. So that's where I got it. You know, she went to Hollywood wanting to be a star. And that's kind of like why I wanted to join hardcore. I wanted to be well known. I want to be a star. Um so that's where that came from you know i love all the dark morbid stories and crime films and stuff um and then the vaughn knight just came from i wanted to have a van or a vaughn in my name and so my sister actually came up with the knight part of it so we got dahlia vaughn knight <laughs> just randomly fantastic Fantastic. We have got a uh, great guest with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast. So uh, why did you decide, you know, I, you had to get into porn? What was, what, what was the motivation behind that? Uh, to be honest, it was revenge. Um, oh. I did not have a great, you know, middle school and high school uh, time. Uh you know, lots of guys and girls bullied me, you know, called me fat and ugly, got mistaken uh, for a boy plenty of times. So um, I just wow. wanted to join and show that fat girls can make you come and <laughs> excite people. So here I am trying to, you know, prove them wrong. And then here they are, you know, now that I am naked on TV or on camera, they're 
oh, let's be friends, or oh, let's get <laughs> up, you they're know? All, they're all lining <laughs> up pass, now. Bye. Past bullies mm -hmm. are contacting you wanting you pay friends now? Yep. Yep. Wow. That's great. Yeah. That's, that is fantastic. That's, that's in all of the shows I have ever done with Jiggy, this is the first time I've ever heard that somebody got into porn to prove <laughs> Yeah, don't get me wrong. I enjoy it. You know, uh, it, it's kind of empowering, you know, it showing is. your body and especially being a bigger girl and knowing that, you know, people find you attractive and get off to you. I mean, that's a great feeling to me. <laughs> that's awesome. So uh, now you don't go ahead. Jen. My, OK, so on Facebook, if a guy sends me a dick pic, I'll blast him. But if they send you a dick pic, you're good with it. Oh, no. Definitely not. I mean, our sex workers get dick pics all day, every day, and you, they usually get blocked. Um, people on my OnlyFans, if they want to subscribe and pay me monthly and support me, then sure, send me all the dick pics you want. But just randomly, That's oh no, you didn't ask to show me that. I do not want to see your dick. You're not supporting me. Hell no. Disgusting. <laughs> you want to subscribe to my OnlyFans and then send me stuff. That's fine. But uh, un un unsolicited is, is, is not the way to go. Correct. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, well, so that, that that's that's a lesson. Two, or is that there. just dig pics? I mean, no one's really showed me their boobs like that. I never had any unsolicited titty pictures, but I, you know, I guess it should go both ways. But I might enjoy the titties more. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, uh, so, so, getting into the uh, getting into the porn business, and I notice you have the pink hair. How long have you had the yes. pink hair? Is that new? <laughs> it's newer, yeah. Ever since quarantine, like March, end of March. You yeah, definitely, definitely need to touch up. <laughs> wanted a new look. Yep, I've always well, wanted something crazy, and I never, never have. So I figured this was the time. That's fantastic. So uh, I also I go ahead, Jay. Jump in there. I still want to have three shades of, of purple hair, and I haven't got to do it yet. I think you should. That would be badass. <laughs> so, uh, how did, tell me about the piercings. You've got some piercings. What what what, what is the story behind these? Uh, how long have oh, you had them? I think I started getting pierced when I was like 16. I'm 25 now. Um, some of them are retired. Um, I don't have my nipple anymore. I just had my left nipple done. And I had like the Monroe. Um, and then, yeah, I just have my septum, nose, bottom lip, um, plenty of in my ears and my belly button. Um, usually when I get tattoos <laughs> or piercings, I'm usually like hurt emotionally or like a boy broke my heart or something. So I want to go feel some pain. So that's what I go do. That's what a lot of, yeah, that's pretty much the story behind a, a good, a good group of them. <laughs> well, when the next boy breaks your heart, come to me. Cause I have an awesome logo you can get for a tattoo. Sounds good. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So, uh, so, have you been, you know, and, and this, this is the thing that I don't understand about the, uh, about the porn industry, um, mm -hmm. considering that you are black, are you getting a lot of folks wanting to know um, all this stuff about black lives matter and everything? Are you getting deluged with this? 
I'm not actually. No, That's I awesome. feel like a lot of people don't even know that I'm black. I get um, mistaken for Latina all the time. Yeah, That's I thought great. she was. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, it's just I, I've I've been interviewing various various porn stars throughout the the, the lockdown and everything, and anytime yeah. something something black culture related pops up, uh, I'll I'll you know talk to these different porn stars, and I don't have I don't have any interest in what their opinions are, and I don't care. I don't want to yeah. put them on the spot kind of thing, but I, I, I was just wondering if, if that's the case, if you have different folks who get a hold of you or who just want to interview you because you're black. <laughs> so I think it's ridiculous. She's big, bold, and confident and beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, no one's really asked me about anything that's going on. I mean, I'm out there protest, protesting and stuff, but... Um, I really don't think people know that I'm black. So, <laughs> well, okay. So, uh, so you're an ABN nominated BBW adult film model. Tell us about uh, the ABN nominations and everything you've gotten in the past. Yeah, to be honest, it happened two times in a row, and I have no idea how that even happened. So I just took it and went with it. I didn't win, uh, but hopefully, one one year. But yeah, I really don't know how that happened. I was. So shook you know i don't have that many followers i'm not that big at all so uh that definitely made my year made my last two years um but yeah i'm nominated for the abn uh had a few nominations for the bbw awards um but that's it now i'm not really paying attention to the award shows anymore um i don't know they tend to be a little bit more discouraging when you don't win and you're putting in all this work and i just want to focus on my work and if people want to uh, recognize me then sure i'll take it <laughs> that's awesome we have got a, a great guest with us today she joins us live here in our broadcast and uh so what is uh what, what, what do you do when you're not doing the porn thing well, what are some of your other interests and hobbies and things like this yeah, um, I'm super into cars, um, plants, painting. Um, I didn't notice the painting know. from your from your uh, from your Twitter profile that you do a lot of painting. Yeah, I mean, I used to paint a lot, and during quarantine, I just picked up a paintbrush again. You know, in years, so I'm starting to get back into it, painting some like nudie, erotic nudes. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been focusing on. Um, it's good therapy. <laughs> that's fantastic. So, uh, what what are some of your goals with the uh, with the whole porn industry? Are are you wanting to, to to win all these awards? It doesn't seem like you have any real interest in the fact that you were nominated. And then you're like, well, what happens again? It happens again. I'm not focused on it. Yeah. Um. I mean. I just feel like I'm so new in the industry. I don't want to say I don't deserve it because I, I definitely put in some work, but there's some, there's definitely other models that have been in the industry for, you know, like 10 plus years. And I definitely think, you know, it should go to them. Um, so I just want to, you know, focus, you know, a few years, busting out some cool films and working um, goal wise. Yeah. It'd be cool to win an award. Um, but, you know, in the long run, I want to be able to, you know, direct and produce my own films, you know, with a higher budget. You know, I just before quarantine, I started, um, you know, filming other people and, you know, actually doing uh, produced films. But uh, since COVID, that kind of had to go on hold. 
So I don't even know what the porn industry is looking like anymore. If it's, you know, <laughs> if it's even going to be there, everyone's kind of focused on focused on making their own stuff. I don't know if there's any more studios doing doing work. If we're all on hold, we're not allowed to shoot right now. So we just got to see. Well, and see, that was something else that uh, happened to uh, happened to pop up today, which I found. I, I've been hearing about this for a while, but uh, but I noticed that during the uh, a lot leading up to the uh, the whole lockdown thing, uh, mm-hmm. there has been a lot of folks who uh, basically they're getting ready to do their own thing. There's not a lot of uh, of you know folks doing the 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 porn thing with the studios they're 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 doing a lot of this uh on their own and it even Mm -hmm. is a major story on the drudge report today about uh that the porn industry is having a major meltdown and uh basically everybody who's involved in the porn industry is uh doing their own thing yep yep um yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that's all we can do right now. Me personally, I'm not ready to even do that yet to like go film with another uh, co-star. I don't feel quite safe yet. Uh, my immune system is shit, so I really don't want to get the damn COVID. So I'm kind of just waiting it out and to see what happens. But uh, yeah, that's probably going to be the plan um, eventually. Maybe the end of next month, I'll be ready to just... Um, you know, start filming again myself, but we just got to see. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, uh, I guess before we let you go, how do we how do we find you uh, online? Get your OnlyFans, all, all these things. Uh, yeah, OnlyFans is OnlyFans dot com slash Dahlia Von Knight. My Twitter is D Von Knight XXX, and my Instagram is D V Knight. Well, thank you. Well, uh, Jay, I will talk to you here in just a few moments. And uh, Miss Knight, Vaughn Knight, I appreciate you being with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Nice meeting you guys. Appreciate it. And there she goes. (laughs) And uh, we are going to take a brief time out. And hopefully uh, we can get this uh, train a-rolling again (laughs) on the other side An incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Been talking about these folks all month. We need you to go give them some of your hard-earned money right now at Please Help My Family Stay Together and Be Healthy. It is a GoFundMe campaign. It is G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M. They have a $30,000 goal and they need to get there. Milton Diaz is 47 years old and his family needs help. They live in New York City, which has been the epicenter of East Coast COVID-19 outbreaks. As a result, 
adult. He's out of work as his wife, and they're having a hard time putting food on the table and paying the rent. However, this is not the reason for the campaign. We understand this is a common story amongst the families dealing with the pandemic across the world. Their issue is health-related. The wife was diagnosed with severe asthma. She cannot function in New York anymore. Due to the humidity and the pollen as well as the other air quality issues in New York City. Therefore, she and two of the youngest children, 12 and 3, must move back to the Dominican Republic. There, my wife can get treatment and live with a better air quality that can help her asthma improve. Unfortunately, I cannot go with them. I definitely want to be with my two young children, my wife especially, as she deals with these health issues. We're asking for your help. We need to raise the money to move my family and be able to start a business in the Dominican Republic. Any dollar amount will be appreciated. Go over to this great GoFundMe campaign at GO. F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M. Search. Please help my family stay together and be healthy. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Give them some of your hard-earned money today. When it comes to eating, natural is always best. And nothing is better than growing your own food. AncientPathNaturals.com is all about sustainability. When it comes to growing mushrooms, they are the best. Okay. I'm going to see here. Maybe he'll pick up the phone. Maybe he won't. If he doesn't, it won't be par for the course for today. But I'm not starting the record button until he picks the phone up. Move Penny. The great Move Penny. Move Penny Man. Oh, he's a Move Penny Man. Oh, Move Penny. Okay, well, he's nowhere to be found. Shocking. Shocking, I know. Shocking, I know. It's terribly shocking. Let's do this. Let's go over here. Maybe this guy will be there. Daniel just going to Maybe. I don't know. Nope. Okay. Well, that's not going to work either. So. Hmm. The Milwaukee's. Look at this guy in the Milwaukee's. He's over here. The Milwaukee's. Those guys. Okay, well, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So we are going to do this. Um, <laughs> I guess we'll just go back to ads and then we'll. When it comes it to eating, natural is always best, and nothing is better than growing your own food. AncientPathNaturals.com is all about sustainability, and when it comes to growing mushrooms, they are the best. With AncientPathNaturals.com, you can enjoy mushrooms cultivated at home. They make it super easy for beginners to grow their morels year after year. Okay, I think we might have our guest here. We've had a topsy-turvy day and all sorts of shenanigans taking place, so who knows, maybe... Uh, what the hell is that? There we are. Okay, I think we've got our guest. 
And uh, there we are. I uh, I see me. I see me, which is not going to help anybody here today. But uh, I am going to put in our co-host, and we will uh, see what we can get going here and uh, try to make some magic here for the next 15 minutes or so or 12 minutes or whatever the hell it is. And uh, we are going to bring Jay back into the conversation here, and we'll see if she picks the horn up if she does we'll uh we've got some things going here and it's it's been a it's been a father's day edition of the world famous jiggy jaguar experience which means that it is a train wreck the whole way through uh we've had guests cancel i've i've canceled guests um we had guests who we called who didn't call us back uh we had guests who jumped in front of other guests and took their spot um we had guests who wanted me to do all sorts of like all sorts of things on the on the interview during the actual interview we had one earlier where the guy was like well can you skype the like six people and get them in here with us no i can't do that it's a live show (laughs) so we have got uh merv penny with us today uh merv how are you sir I'm doing fantastic, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, I had a bit of trouble getting through as well, but um, I, I wasn't shit because we're on such a different time zone. Oh, the yeah, time I'm, zone I'm never thing. Sure what time it is well, there. and the time zone thing is just <laughs> such a mess. I just <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so what time is it there? What time is it? It is currently. Time? It is currently three fifty-two Central Standard Time here. Uh, ah, at the friendly at the friend okay. at the friendly confines but uh, it, it it has been uh, just a mess today uh, like I said I've had I've had guests who have jumped in front of each other uh, I have had guests who who didn't know they were even supposed to be on that were like oh well I was supposed <laughs> to do this today and I'm like oh, oh my god what a circus but yeah, well, I, I thought I, I sort of thought oh, it was a couple of hours ago. So um, because it's it's sort of like um, very early in the morning over here. Yeah, you know, a couple of hours, a couple of three hours ago. But um, now it's now it's great. You know, I could have <laughs> <in>, but <laughs> never mind. It's it's good. I'm in the studio here, and uh, like I've got a recording studio here in New Zealand, so. I'm, I'm actually sitting in the studio doing some um, some some tracks, you know. So, well, that's good. That's, that's good. What been, that's what I've been. That's what I've been doing. Yeah. So, um, bring us up to speed on 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 what you're doing musically now. Um, well, I've you know obviously you know the whole world's in a bit of a bit of a turmoil at the moment with with sort of lockdown, and we've had a big sort of lockdown thing here in New Zealand where we we weren't allowed to go anywhere. Um, um, so we were sort of confined to home. So I actually did some recording at home and, and you know, did one of the songs that I, you know, normally normally play. I just sort of streamed it out to um, to Facebook, you know, and people really liked the, the acoustic version because usually I'm, you know, full on guitars and drums and everything, you know. Um, so they really liked it. So I thought, well, I'll just throw that out on Spotify, which I did sort of released last week and it's gone pretty well. So I'm pretty, pretty happy with that. But we ended up, you know, people liked it. So we, we sort of added a bit of BV, went, you know, I sent it over to um, my friend in Australia and, um, 
Um, there's, a, there's a lady over there called Rose, pa um, Rose Parker, who's a really good singer, and she's, you know, did a, did a bit of a BV thing on it, and away we went, you know. So it was a bit of a collaboration, but um, different parts of the world, you know, but from, from a lockdown perspective, <laughs> which was a little weird. We weren't used to working like that, so it was a little strange. But, um, yeah, so that's what, that's what I've been up to, yeah. That's great. That's great. It's uh, Merv Penny. He's with us today here in our broadcast. And uh, coast to coast, border to border on iHeartRadio and also AMFM247.com. Tune in. iTunes and uh, Merv Penny with us today. He uh, joins us live from New Zealand, of all places. And uh, so there's this video that, I, that I've that i seen here for this new single, this I. I. What the hell is this? We're, we're playing parts of this during the it's interview crazy. here. I don't know what the hell I'm watching here, sir. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's a little strange because what what actually happened was it, it was another lockdown story because I had this new single coming out. I, you know, and I thought, God, we were supposed to film the video um, in late March, and then we all got locked down, so nobody was able to come. Um, so anyway, I got hold of the local. Uh, you know, like theatre group here in Kerikeri, which is in, up in the north of the Bay of Islands. And I said, hey, I've got this problem. I've got this single coming out and I've got no video. And I've, you know, I thought maybe, um, you know, the, the theatre group might want to do some stuff on iPhones, what they've been doing at home, because I heard that they were going a little stir crazy, you know. Um, so we did that, and um, we only actually got one lot of video back, which was this uh, one of the sort of actors um, dancing around a bear suit. You know, um, they had like a bear suit on, and they were pretending they were coming, you know, out of lockdown, out of a cave. You know, like uh, like bears hibernate. Um, not that we have bears in New Zealand, but <laughs> that was the story, and started dancing around, and then we just cut that into a video. Um, and trapped it inside the eye image, which is the, you know, the the artwork for the for the for the single, you know. Um, but it was a little bit of craziness from from the from the theatre group, and I said, there's no there's no limits here, there's no boundaries, you know. It's because <laughs> the um, the guy who run the theatre group here said. Man, I think we've gone too far. I think she's gone too far with this. But I said, no, that's all we've got, so we're going to use it anyway. <laughs> Fantastic. So that's, that's, how, that's how we come about the video, but it's actually been really popular because I think it's so so odd and so different, you know. We have got Merv Penny with us today. He joins us live here in a broadcast, and uh, he has got a uh, great, great video out there. It is uh, available on YouTube, and uh, we are also going to uh, – we've been sharing bits and pieces of it here on uh, during the interview here with Merv. Uh, I guess – uh, where do we find you online and get your stuff and get involved with you, my friend? Um, well, you know, obviously Spotify and, and, and um, iTunes, just search up my name, Merv Penny. Um, the other one is I have a website, which is www.mervpenny, which is M-E-R-V-Y-P-I-N-N-Y.com, um, and you can get you know if people listening to the station now they can go there they can actually download some 
uh, some of my earlier stuff for free. You know, they can go and help themselves and, and download it. Um, and we get a lot of people doing doing that these days, which is quite good. And they, you know, they can sign up and they might win some stuff because we, we give out stuff every now and again, albums. And actually, I don't think we've sent you, you any stuff, so we'll better send you over some stuff. But um, yeah, so they can go online and it sort of, you know, um, does help us quite a lot if they, um, you know, subscribe or follow or something or follow us on uh, Facebook or whatever and you'll see the stuff that we're, we're doing, you know. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, I, I appreciate you making time for us today and uh, being on the show. And uh, Oh, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's always a pleasure talking to you. I've actually, I've actually been reading up about your, about your station and the history of your station. It's quite a quite a groovy station you got there <laughs> well thank you thank you <laughs> i've watched some of the interviews and uh um you know i i did some work on um you know sort of like lo- local radio not not sort of um like yours but more more low-key stuff and uh, you know yeah. it's quite fun isn't it radio it's it it, know, it, it is it is sometimes fun but uh sometimes it's also a nightmare but it is that's what makes it real <laughs> it is never a nightmare chatting with our buddy merv penny and uh merv you you have made today's all the headaches and all the shenanigans i've had to put up with so far you've made it all worth it because i finally got to talk to someone <laughs> like you who know yeah. who's on their shit and knows what's going on baby so i'm glad oh. i was able to do that uh oh fantastic well yeah. Merv, have yourself a wonderful day, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you, Merv. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, and all the best to you and your listeners. Um, I hope you have a, have, have a great wind-up. Thank ya. you. Appreciate it. There Thank he goes, you. Merv Penny. And uh, <laughs> he's great. I love Merv. And uh, we are going to go to uh, our next guest, who apparently has started a uh, – um, really a call, so we're gonna see uh, what's going on here because we've uh, oh, hey. we've got all sorts of shenanigans apparently going on. Uh, so we were invited to a Skype call, so we've got our next guest with us today, and uh, they join us live here in our broadcast. So uh, welcome to the program. How are you guys? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Pretty good, actually. Pretty good, actually. I'm glad that uh, we have got you guys with us today. They uh, join us live here on our big broadcast here on Twitch and iHeartRadio and all the other various places. Uh, the Milwaukee's are with us today. And uh, uh, gentlemen, go ahead and give us a brief introduction on you guys. Uh, so, yeah, so we're the Milwaukee's. We're from Jersey City. Uh, rock band for about, you know, 20 years we're putting out our sixth record uh our sixth release is coming out uh in august we got a new single coming out um what in a, in, in a day or two jeff uh and then uh, and we're we're uh, we're we're chomping at the bit to get out there and play again as 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 every other act is awesome awesome we've got the milwaukee's with us today they join us live here on our big program and uh so being out there in jersey city of all places um i i i've been to new jersey once it was the strangest experience i've ever had what what is it like what is it like playing music out there uh, um, where were you in New Jersey? I was uh, in, in I was in Camden, New Jersey. 
Well, okay. So we, the thing uh, about New Jersey is there's like, I mean, there's at least four different New Jerseys, right? Like, okay. Um, yes. By, and, and Camden is really Philadelphia, so we're not even taking credit for that. <laughs> um, I, I would say, That's I would great. say, up where we are in Jersey City, uh, Hoboken sort of used to be more of a hotbed, but uh, it's great. Um, and really, all we're 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 in the northern part of New Jersey, so you can throw a stone from Manhattan and hit our rehearsal space. Um, but uh, it's 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 nice in New Jersey as opposed to Manhattan. Like everybody in Manhattan seems to be looking around to see who else is there and whether it's cool or not. Whereas in New Jersey, people kind of just want to rock out, which is nice. Well, when when like I said, when when I went to New Jersey, I had a I had. One of our photographers, Michael Nagy, was moving back to New Jersey. He was leaving Kansas and going to New Jersey, and he didn't want anybody to. He 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 didn't want to. I guess he didn't want to drive the U-Haul by himself. So he recruited me to go with him, and I'm like, ah, New Jersey, it's not a big deal. And so I get there, and it's like a whole other country. Uh, sure. He takes me to this bagel shop where uh, the woman who took our order, uh, when she found out I wasn't from Jersey, she broke into what I believe to be a really bad Andrew Dice Clay um, impression. Uh, mm-hmm. talk, you know, she, she, she went from helping the previous customer to, oh, what do you have? What do you have? I'm like, what? You were just talking normal to that guy five minutes ago. What, 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 why else? And you found out I'm from somewhere else. And you got to give me the check, I guess. And, uh, you know, he, he took me to the took me to the Jersey Shore and, and all these things. And just it, 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 it was a strange experience. But uh, uh, <laughs> I'm glad to know there, there are more than just one New Jersey. There's like two or three different New Jerseys. At, at least that's awesome yeah. that's awesome yeah. the milwaukee's are with us today here in a broadcast so um how often do you guys uh since since you're called the milwaukee's but you're from jersey how often do you get weird looks uh i mean we don't really get too many weird looks i mean we've been around long enough and and actually it, the cool thing is is that uh you know people in wisconsin are really cool so if you know yeah. if you're out there and, and you know you're called the milwaukee's they, they kind of already they, you know they kind of already have a kinship with you they they want to know you know they want to know more about you so we've actually you know gained a lot of fans from the from the milwaukee area um wisconsin area they're they're, they're nice people you know so um that, that's the only yeah. thing we've ever gotten from it Boston and Kansas and all those guys thought they were clever, but they didn't realize if they had named themselves after another city, they would have doubled their fan base instantly. That's the trick that we learned. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> now, uh, you guys have been around for almost, what, a double decade, I'd say? Indeed. So what's been some different uh, experiences you guys have had as musicians and everything? Uh, I mean, geez, we can we can run the gamut. I mean, we've had, uh, you know, unfortunately, we've had uh, former band members pass away. We've gotten kicked out of Canada. Uh, we've uh, Canada. We, another we, another we, uh, Canadian. Those, two were, today. those were unrelated incidents. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, we listen. If you're in a band that plays out and you've yep. toured a lot, uh, you know that it's not glamorous. And to maybe many of your friends. Uh, they think it is, but um, you know nobody gets to see. Everybody gets to see the cool parts or the highlights. Uh, they don't get to see, uh, you know, sleeping on a weird floor 
uh, in the middle of uh, in the middle of nowhere in uh, Minot, North Dakota. You know, that's that's yeah. that's what it's really about. Yeah, we've uh, we've had the experience of uh, just like showing up to a show in Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada, um, thinking no one's going to come to see us headline a, a pretty sizable club. And then it sells out and we pack the place. And then we've also had the experience of playing like a outdoor festival where we get the hook so that a, a, a troop of six-year-old um, girl ballet dancers called the, the Frogs can come and, and play because it's, it's their <laughs> time to play. Awesome. So, you know, we've, uh, we've pretty <laughs> much their done it all. To play. That's great. So wh- why did you guys get kicked out of Canada? I always, I always, I always like Canadian stories for for whatever reason. Mm. We 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 always end up having musicians or porn stars or people on the show that are from Canada. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, the the story is not as maybe glamorous as we like it to be. It's it's really a paperwork issue, right? So, uh, <laughs> of course, that all that's always our, what it comes uh, down to. Yeah, our, our story was always that we were recording at Brian Adams Studio in Vancouver. And uh, allegedly we were, but uh, yeah. we, um, they, they got me and uh, they, they, they threw me in Canadian jail, which was one of the weirdest things of my life. Uh, I was in Canadian jail <laughs> Canadian for a day. Jail. Uh, and, and then we went to a judge, which was kind of at a mobile uh, in the middle of Manitoba or wherever we were. And, um, and I paid them some money and they allowed me to go back. So it was really probably just a big scam. I don't know what kind of scam they're working up there with the border patrol. Uh, but, um, that's what happened. And it was, it was strange. And then we, we got, we had to cancel our tour, uh, which was a bummer. Uh, but yeah, yeah, getting arrested wasn't so bad. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) The Milwaukee's are with us today. They join us live here on our big program here on the Sunday radio broadcast. And, uh, they have a brand new uh album basically their sixth overall uh tell me a little bit about this album and and the fact that that you guys have been able to be around long enough to make six albums which uh there's there's a lot of rappers that i know that they don't even get a chance to get through their first (laughs) mixtape well um yeah, I mean, I think um, we have gone through some lineup changes. I mean, Jeff and I have been together, along with the bass player uh, uh, Donovan uh, Kane. Uh, we've been together for for a while now. Uh, Jeff's been me and Jeff have been playing for twenty years together. Uh, we've had some rhythm section um, lineup changes. We started making the record in two thousand and fifteen. Uh, but then our former drummer, Pat Fusco, uh, him and his family were moving to San Diego. So we went, uh, so then we had to replace Pat and, uh, and then we finished up the record at, a, at another time. But, uh, really the story of the record is that we just continue to, to, to make music cause we're compelled to do so. And, uh, the songs keep coming. So we keep, uh, you know, writing them and, um, uh, recording them. And that's, uh, that's, that's basically my, my story about the the uh the record you know that's awesome we have got yeah. uh the milwaukee's with us today they join us live here on skype audio and uh so the the, the sixth album uh tell me a little bit about the the writing process and and all the different things that you guys did to put this album together well um yeah so the the 
the songs uh, come, you know, we, we get together at least once a week and we rehearse and, you know, uh, the songs come. I, I usually get the basis of the songs at home uh, and then uh, we come in and we work them out. And um, really the writing, this is the first time I, I, I maybe leaned on the piano a little bit for melodies. And uh, and then the lyrics kind of came, you know, as they came. But um, everybody and the good thing about being in this band is it, you know, um, everybody has a, a say in what goes on. We all, you know, are, you know, individuals that come together and, and make music. And that's really uh, the magic of it, because, um, you know, as a guy who writes songs, I mean, you could put together uh, a bunch of killer musicians, but they're, you know, it's never going to be as it's never going to sound as good as, as as the guys and and your brothers that are in a band with you. Uh, and that's that's what we are. We're we're a real rock band that's played every dive in this country and uh you know that means something uh i think in in this day and age or or, or maybe it doesn't i don't know but it does <laughs> <laughs> i think that the uh the the album title is is the calling which uh has sort of several meetings it's the title track to or it's the song to title one of the songs on the record but i think it i think we realized late in the game when we decided to make it the album title that um it sort of represented a little bit of where we're coming from. Like, you know, like this sort of just is our calling to, to do it and keep doing it. And we, we, we write and play music, you know, like, like other people breathe and drink water. Like it's just what we do. It's what we're compelled to do. And that's this, this record is kind of a, a manifestation of, of that. Fantastic. Fantastic. The Milwaukee's with us today. They join us live here on Skype audio to discuss uh, their brand new albums they've got out there. It's their sixth album and, uh, they have been around for a heck of a long time, double decade longevity. And, uh, so you guys have, have gotten, I'm sure a lot of feedback over the years about your music. What, what's been some criticism, feedback, reviews, things like this. I don't know, Jeff, you want to go for this? <laughs> <laughs> um, we have, if, if you actually play, like count the, the full discography, there was a, an early record called um, Sunset and Sunrise, which was more of a glorified demo. And, and I think that when we count six records, we don't even count that in there. Um, but a European label re-released it um, some years back uh, just because they were selling some of other other stuff and they, they wanted more. Um, so, so they did it and they sent it out for some press. And, um, I think that the review that came back on that one was something like, you know, it's not bad. It kind of sounds like the stuff you might write when you're in college and you, you know, you're, you're just trying to get girls. And, uh, Dylan sort of looked at me, he's like, hey, he's kind of got it about right. That was, that was <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's we've, we've matured some since then with the songwriting pro pro process, but, uh, it's sort of amazing when, the, when, you know, like, Sometimes the reviewers will have a real sort of like um, hipster point of view and they're, we might be a little too polished for them or something like that and, and they'll be snarky about it. And it's easy to sort of blow off the, the reviewer who's too cool for us. But then, you know, every once in a while you get a, a semi-lukewarm kind of review and, and he's actually kind of gotcha. And he's like, well, what are you going to do? I, I got to give him the point on that one. That's awesome. That's fantastic. We've got the Milwaukee's with us today. They join us live here in our broadcast. And uh, what was it like when, when, when you guys first decided that this thing was probably going to pay off for you? The whole music. Well, <laughs> 
I think it lets you know when it really pays off. I mean, this is this is more. uh, it reminds me of space balls when when they go into ludicrous speed and they can't stop because it's too dangerous. It's yeah. I, I think that I think it's more of that kind of a situation with us than a, like it finally paid off. Like this, yeah, this is just right. what we do. When it pays off, you'll be invited to the party. Don't that's worry. awesome. That's awesome. Now uh, tell us about drink Soviet champagne. <laughs> well, that's a that's a, that song's probably. Uh, in, in the realm of 20 years old, for sure. Um, um, yeah, it's just a, a song that's that's very popular with the people that 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 follow us. It's one of the early ones that kind of caught caught fire um, in, in you know with with us with touring and uh, the older stuff. Um, it's uh, it's definitely one of the ones that we have in our catalog that people expect us to play all the time. And and uh, to just have a couple of those in your set is is great as a band because it's it's good to. Uh, it's good to always pull them out, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean that 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 song has always always been there for us, and it's, it's one of the ones I'm I'm proud of it. Fantastic. I think that uh, when when that that was on the, the the first official record, Missile Command, and so we we had the song called Missile Command, and we had a song called Cosmonaut, and then we had Soviet Champagne, and then we had When They Attack. And uh, a lot of people were wondering, like, what our problem was with the Russians uh, at the time. And as it turned out, Missile Command was actually about the Atari game and Cosmonaut. I don't even know. It was just years old that it sounded cool. And, and I think, Dylan, you were you were reading a book about a Russian at the time or something like that. Yeah. Which inspired yep. the, the lyrics on the first two. Yep. So there was a lot of a lot of people wondering, like, if we were obsessed with the Cold War or something around the time that, that record came out, which uh, I mean, we're, we're not particularly. Awesome. Awesome. Well, the Milwaukee's join us today here on broadcast. So uh, when when do we get a chance to pick up the, the new record? Where do we get the new record? Everything. So the um, actually our first the first single off of the album uh, drops on Friday. Uh, that's a song called No Way Out. And it will be uh, will be debuting a video um, and it'll, it'll be available on all the streaming services uh, starting Friday. Um and um, the full album actually comes out uh, later in August, I think the 21st or something like that. Uh, but pre-orders will start in July and we'll be sort of dropping some some pieces of it between between here and there. So really Friday is the big day for uh, the No Way Out. It's the first single. Fantastic. Well, uh, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on the broadcast, and uh, thanks for being with us, and uh, really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you, guys. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. There they go, the Milwaukee's, and uh, we are going to play a tune from the Milwaukee's right now. If YouTube will let me play it. If not...
That is the Milwaukee's. It's Drink Soviet Champagne. And it's here on your world famous Cheeky Chaguar Radio Broadcast. Coast to coast, border to border on iHeartRadio, on Twitch, where we get no viewers. Periscope. And of course, uh, you can find us at Chatterbait. Yes, Chatterbait. And, uh. For most people, buying a car is about more than just getting from here to there. It's about showing your style. It's about being with family. It's about finding that next. crap off. Because Midway ain't giving me any fucking money. And uh, here's this thing. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are live on iHeartRadio and also AMFM247.com. Tune in, iTunes, and of course, TalkShoot.com as well for a fabulous, fabulous couple of guests with us today. There is a lot going on uh, with with a lot of the different things happening around the world. However, uh, the band Kings of Dust are uh, not stopping. These, these guys are uh, doing interviews and out promoting their music and everything so uh gentlemen go ahead and introduce yourselves and uh let, 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 let's chat about the music and everything um this is greg chason and i am the bass player of kings of dust and this is jimmy taft i am the drummer for kings of dust Fantastic. and we don't really care about the other two guys because they're not here <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome and uh we uh we have got uh two great guests with us today now of course uh they're out of phoenix uh kings of dust they have a uh, self-titled debut album uh tell us a little bit about this uh this album my friend uh it's uh 13 songs Basically, 65 minutes jam-packed with 70s hard rock style music, and uh, we like it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, well, take me through the uh, the writing process, production process, uh, e- everything to, to bring this to life. Um, the band has kind of been in formation in this uh, form since 2000. Our twenty thousand, sorry, twenty thousand fourteen, and uh, we took a little time off while I took care of a little cancer problem that I had. And about a year and a half ago, we got back together and started uh, writing more songs to go with some of the songs we already had. Um, basically, we all write. Uh, it's pretty much a group, a group process. One of us will bring in an idea, a riff. Uh, and we'll just kind of work it out with the four of us. The four of us include uh, Michael Beck on lead vocals and Ryan McKay on guitar. And uh, we just put it all together, mix it up, and see what happens. Awesome, awesome. Kings of Dust with us today. They join us live here on a big broadcast. So tell me a little bit about the uh, the music scene where you guys are from out, out there in Phoenix. Uh, well... It's pretty thriving. Uh, well, not right now. Uh, <laughs> the coronavirus has kind of put a damper on things, but um, um, it, it's it's a, it's a pretty good scene out here. Uh, you've got a pretty widely varying um, music scene. Everything from kind of what we're doing to you know lots of cover acts and tribute. Yeah, tributes. Tributes seem to be a big thing everywhere nowadays. So, yeah. 
So we, we, we have our own tribute. We're a tribute to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, talk to me a little bit about Kings of Dust. How did you guys get together as a group? Tell me this story. Um, the band started around eight years ago. Um, and the only two remaining members from that uh, formation of it is me and Michael Beck. And along the way, uh, we decided that we would like to keep it going after the original members kind of, you know, backed out of it. So we found Jimmy here on drums and Ryan on guitar. I played in a number of bands with Jimmy before, and I always liked his playing. And actually, we play together really well. And I had seen Ryan play before and really liked his guitar stylings. He has a very 70s, eclectic sort of approach to music. And he's also an excellent singer. So uh, the, the idea was for us to always, you know, write enough material to put a record out there. And after we got done with uh, the things that slowed us down a little bit, the, the delays, um, because of my health, we got full bore into it and uh, basically put together a record that uh, we're pretty happy with, we're pretty proud of. Awesome. We have got Kings of Dust with us today. They join us live here on our big broadcast, Coast to Coast to Border to Border on iHeartRadio. Also, you can get a hold of us on The Mix on Tuesdays if you miss our uh, Sunday radio broadcast each and every Sunday, 2 to 4 Central, 3 to 5 Eastern, and uh, each and every day on iHeartRadio and AMFM247.com. Kings of Dust with us today. They join us live here on our big program via the magic of Skype audio. And uh, you guys have uh, managed to put together a lot of great music. Uh, what are some of the goals for this uh, new collection of music you've got out there? Uh, to get it out to as many people as possible. And uh, thanks to uh, your assistance <laughs> and the other interviews and magazines and radio stations that have supported us, it's, uh, it's, it's really getting a, a pretty good foothold. And then after that, we really want to try and get out uh, and stretch our legs live. Um, um, but again, with the way things are going right now, uh, things have been put on hold in that regard. But uh, as soon as we get on the other side of this, we're going to start looking at, uh, at doing some live dates. Perfect. Perfect. We had had a number of dates that we had to cancel along with everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so right now what we're doing is uh, writing new music for an eventual second Kings of Dust record that uh, depending on how long it takes for the world to get back on its feet, we'll probably try to record in the fall and put it out at the beginning of next year. And so at some point we'll be able to play uh songs live off of both albums wow that's awesome that's fantastic actually so um compare and contrast both albums uh the 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 one you've just released some of your new work uh things you're working on uh compare and contrast all the material wow that's interesting i i think uh, so far, with the the songs that we've pretty much completed and some of the newer stuff that's in the works, it's a pretty natural progression. I think uh, 
I, 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 we're not throwing anybody any curveballs. It's uh, we we do what we do. Um, the first record is um, is, is I, I think Greg has said this well. We we wear our musical influences on our sleeve, um, and the way we write is the way we write. So I, I think that this will just be a natural progression. So far, that's the way it's uh, that's the way it's coming out anyway. We have a very seventies background and influence and you know the whole 70s hard rock blues rock sort of thing um so we'll stay on that path but because um our influencers are so varied uh it allows us to draw from a bunch of different places um whether it be something more hard rock something heavier than that something that's kind of sabbathy or something that's kind of zeppelin-y or something that's kind of who knows what it is it's just something that came out of our warped minds. So, uh, you know, we're always writing and uh, we're always trying to push the pile forward. And I think when the second record is released, um, which is so weird to be talking about a first, a second <laughs> record, considering the first one just came out a little over a month ago. But when the second one comes out, I think people will see that uh, it's just, uh, as Jimmy said, a natural progression. It sounds like it was written by the same guys, but it doesn't sound like the same album being written again. That's right. very, very important to us to not remake this, the first record. We want to uh, branch out, broaden our horizons, if you will, and uh, you know, keep the uh, musical adventure and musical journey going. Fantastic. We have got Kings of Dust with us today. They join us live here on Skype Audio to discuss uh, their latest uh, piece of business out there. Now, if people want to find you online, pick up your music, uh, social media, how do they do this? We have a Facebook page, uh, Kings of Dust, um, and we have an Instagram, uh, which is also Kings of Dust. We have a website that is uh, in a working process or progress right now which is called what is that i don't even know jimmy knows <laughs> you will uh, be able to find us at kod.band uh and hopefully the site will be up uh hopefully here within the next few days if someone wanted to buy a cd or something they could find us on our facebook page right now and um, we are selling some apparently um they're pretty much sold out in a lot of places across the globe here. So the initial order went out and went pretty fast. So we still have a few around here. If someone's interested, they can get a hold of us that way. And actually right now we're in the process of doing the whole merchandising thing with some t-shirts and some stickers and people seem to be pretty uh, enthusiastic about getting that sort of thing and supporting the band. And uh, you know, we couldn't be happier. Fantastic. We have got Kings of Dust with us today. They join us live. So when you guys, uh, when 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 you guys, as as I should say, when you guys used to play live, uh, <laughs> what is uh, what is a live experience like with Kings of Dust? Well, that's an odd question because we have never actually played live. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, look at that. Kings of Dust has never done a live show. We were always uh, in the prog in the process of, you know, making a record. Like I said, we we got thrown our own curveball when I got sick, which set us back about three years. And then once we got to the point where we wanted to uh, get back to work, we 
strictly focused on making the record. Uh, our singer, Michael Beck, owns a recording studio, Sound Vision Studios, here in Tempe, Arizona, shameless plug, and I better get some money from that, Michael. <laughs> um, so we could spend, you know, we had no time limit on how long we wanted to take in pre-production or the actual recording process. And so everything else kind of went on the back burner with us figuring that, you know, once the record came out, because there has been a lot of uh, enthusiastic uh, response to us playing live you know people wanting to hear it and see what it is we do and we're right along with them we want to see how that works as well mm -hmm. but when the uh, coronavirus came along that kind of scuttered scuttled everyone's plans you know not just ours but everyone else and uh you know it seems to me and it seemed to me at the time and i think to all of us that there was a lot bigger things to worry about than whether kings of dust was going to do a live show anytime soon but like everyone else, we want to get right back at it. And in our case, we want to just get back at it for the first time and see what happens. <laughs> so there are people that do want us to play uh, places that we were booked that we had to cancel. But I would say that if you were going to see a Kings of, Di uh, Kings of Dust show, it would be uh, a pretty driving. There'll be some... Uh, There'll be some improvisation going on. There'll be some jamming. There'll be, we won't play it exactly like the record. We'll be uh, going off the page a little bit and uh, experimenting as we go um, in keeping with the uh, kind of direction that we've kind of set for ourselves. Fantastic. Fantastic. Although Jimmy says it'll just be one 40-minute drum solo. <laughs> so I don't know what that means. You know? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, you guys, I'll tell you, you guys I'll joke about that. that uh, <laughs> I'll tell you another thing that you can expect. Yes. Is what you see is what you get. There will not be us playing to any tracks. There's not going to be stuff flown in. It will be the four of us up there uh, putting it out there. Uh, without Taking chances. Uh, yeah, without, uh, without any of the... You know the the additional vocal tracks and things that some other bands uh, get into. We're gonna we're gonna what you see is what you get. Although we did order four brand new chicken suits that we plan on wearing <laughs> on stage. That's awesome. You know you know what's fun. Uh, two two stories. One, uh, uh, we were on our way to cover the Adult Video News Awards in January, and uh, on the way out there, I wore a um, an eagle onesie everywhere we went. And uh, I thought you were going to say a big condom. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I probably should have on the way back because then I wouldn't have got the COVID nineteen. <laughs> However, um, you guys mentioned something about a drum solo earlier, a forty minute drum solo. Uh, I got to see the band Loverboy a few years ago. And uh, they played uh, the Kansas State Fair here locally. And uh, I went with a few people, uh, and they said, well, they've only had two hits. What are they going to do? Their two hits and then leave? Well, uh, they did their two hits. They did a drum solo. <laughs> they played their two hits, and they left. So <laughs> you, you joke about these things, guys, but... If Loverboy can do it, Kings of Dust can do it. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to go, I'm gonna, and, I, and I think Jimmy's a better drummer, so there you go. <laughs> well, uh, before we let you go, how do people get the uh, get the music and uh, help support you guys, especially during uh, this this time of uncertainty, as they say? 
Well, again, uh, you can certainly uh, contact us on our Facebook page, Kings of Dust. Uh, like uh, like Greg said, we do have some uh, units that we can sell. Uh, we'd be happy to. And, and um, here, hopefully in short order, our website will be up and you'll be able to purchase there. I do know that um, uh, orders are going back out to the record stores. You can get it at Amazon. Um, so any any of your local record stores out there, if they don't have it, um, ask them to request it. Um, I know that orders are getting filled um, again with all of this craziness. It's it slowed things down a little bit, but uh, but you can get it. And again, contacting us through Facebook, um, we're we're happy to uh, happy to get them out to them. And people that haven't heard it, if they're interested in kind of seeing what it is we're uh, doing, they can. We have three songs that are out on you, YouTube. We have a couple uh, lyric videos. One for like our first single, which is called "Like an Ocean." one for the second single which is called yeah that's me and there's a third song on there called keep the spirit alive so if people are curious on what kind of uh trip we're on that gives you a pretty good indication of what it is we do we don't do three minute songs our songs are all over four minutes long they have a bunch of parts in them there's lots of key changes and time changes and you know different musical ideas being uh thrown about there i mean we have a song that has a six key change guitar solo <laughs> which uh people ask me why would we do that and my answer is always why not because we can't. <laughs> that's awesome so so we uh we're we're we are following the road that has been frequently traveled but we're doing it in a different way excellent Excellent. Well, I appreciate you guys making time for us today. Thanks for coming on and chatting with us. You guys are fantastic, and uh, I definitely enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for being with us today, guys. Well, thanks for your support. We really appreciate it. Definitely. Definitely. Have yourself a wonderful day. Thanks, guys. You too. Take care. There they go, kings of dust, and we are going to take a time out and come back with more on the other side. It is the world-famous Jake Wire Radio Broadcast. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.